whatever the three of you are. Uh, and surfing is, um, I'm surprised because, you know, it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that... Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, it's, 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 I don't know. Surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the, the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision. <laughs> circumcision is choice is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision is choice is decision. A- anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision that was okay lovely I, it's just it's a movement that exists so i i don't know i'd just be interested in whatever uh but the that's movement all movement is for them to have like yeah it's like oh, okay the idea behind that is like adults that don't that you don't not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15 16 17 18 it's yeah it's circumcision his choice his decision it's a whole movement but that's why i mean you're jo- the concept is very edgy of what you're going to and i and i like that and i would just keep delving cuz i'm i'm interested in the concept of like i don't know it's a social idea of circumcision is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not or it's a jew thing it's, we white people do it because we're lazy. Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's fine. I actually knew someone in college who said that um, circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world, which I, yeah, I wouldn't call it number one, but <laughs> that's, that's probably a little too far. But yeah, no, it's a real thing. So you can play with that. I also, I really like the premise of uh, like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you, you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke, but I, I really just wanted you to say like, mom, it could be her last date. Like, <laughs> like that's, she's got only so much time. Like that's a, that's a fun premise premise to play with so um, yeah that was great I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer that uh, if you uh, it's you're sp- it's supposed to be singing right like there are notes yeah. in it if you pronounce that a little bit more I think it might accentuate the snip part okay. uh, yeah I, I also like the the line that you had where uh, you're saying like um, most people don't know want to know about their grandma's sex life but I do, right? Yeah. Like, I just like that, like, pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just, like, a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad, because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just, like, so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? And yeah. just, like, that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly. Yay, Dvorak has done! Long year on the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he he was on a virgin um, a podcast called Some Call Me Tim a while back, and uh, it was a great interview, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, he's here now. He's a great storyteller. He's a funny guy. Put your hands together for Justin Q. Thank you. Um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think I think we need to hang out if you if you want to hook her up with me. The news 
Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right until my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true. The odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out, actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, I could take all that time and money, and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it. But you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating. I actually sleep with a ton of women every year, which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight. Um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with. And that's, that is wrong to do. It's the number times height over weight. It's 2018, learn math. Um, I would quit online dating, I'm sick of it, but it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was gonna be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. Um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is hope anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer. I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? Thank you. Uh, wow. 
uh, you have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but and that works for this medium. But having it and there, it's really good writing, and it's probably new stuff. But memorization will help you, just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with you said you shoot, you're gonna shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to it's hard to make a suicide joke funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton the ton Why thing. I like this chick. Your math jokes. The reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes. But no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really really funny. The, ton and mm-hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very very clever very mm-hmm. clever 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 mm-hmm. so yay i just say just memorize all that shit and you're yeah, good to go that's the yeah i keep rewriting it and i can never remember the order but i'm trying to finalize it yeah i would okay this forgive me if this sounds weird but i think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier because yeah. that yeah. was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't a, like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh funny. i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything uh like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year which is okay i'm not i'm mm-hmm. actually not that guy mm-hmm. so but i'm saying if you do that ton joke uh like if you say i've slept with a ton of women in my life and it's like that's like two or three like um then maybe it's a little tighter and so life and not year yeah i think i i think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more uh oh so it makes me look more like a like, it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because if you sleep with a ton of women of and there's, so there's four this, of them, that means they were all 250 pounds. You're calling them fat, which is so like instead of every year, just I've, it's only because of online dating, I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah. Which is, it, I think, yeah, like you could say in my yeah. life or not. But yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those um, those jokes that got laughs here because when you got laughs, they were quick. They yeah. were very quick jokes, and that's those are fucking great. So yeah, do that. That was fun. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, do that. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to, yeah, dude, super clever. A lot thank of you. really clever, funny stuff. Um, I was just, the, uh, the only thing I was going to point out was that, like, for your darker jokes that landed for me, what really made it, like, made me feel comfortable, despite how dark they could be, yeah. was just, like, you had, like, a little, like, smile on your face, just to kind of let, like, the, everybody know that you're, you know, you're just, like, we're having fun. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, like, I know you can't hear it on the radio. But, but, but you, Sorry, it, came you can, across, you can hear it, it came across listening wise, like you can that hear you were very likable. You can hear and, smiles. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It just made it fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was cool. Thanks very much. Hello. Um, my only thought was I, I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that have the like moment, I would almost want to see them earlier. Cause like, yeah, I someone told like, me the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we, we start to like really like you and then you do like a bomb drop. I'm like, wait, <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just, I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones that like the ones, uh, right? The one where you like, I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. Right. Like, okay. So like anything that's really familiar. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Though. Cause I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh, I'm going to have to run that by. Okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, helpful though. Thank you. Here's just one suggestion. Live in your jokes more. Be like louder and like more present. Yeah, I don't yeah, and I don't do that. Stand enough. by the things you're saying 
firmly. Yeah. And that's it. And then there'll them, be yeah. jokes. And I'm, then you'll be fine. I'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works. And yeah, yeah. Zap, zap. You're right. More, more. Yeah. Yeah. Just memorize them. And then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out, because it's memorized, it'll, you'll see what, it's, then you can play with it that yeah, way. Yeah. I think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it rather than trying to plan which way you want. Like, right. Just learn the words first and you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't care any way you learn the words. When you learn them, land on them and stay on them. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. Okay? I like That's it. all I'm saying. I think that would be good for you because, like, at least, you know, you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody cool. clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, if you guys have been watching uh, the March Madness, like all the basketball tournaments that are going on, yeah, I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like um, uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. So, yeah. Um, I, it was similar um, when I in high school when I was trying to read Lords of the Flies. Have you, read, you guys read Lords of the Flies? Yeah. Um, so I had a really hard time. I couldn't. I didn't read it. I was listening to it on an audiobook because that's what I do. Um, and uh, I had a really hard time listening to it because it was like Piggy blew, uh, Piggy bent down and blew the conch. I'm like, I okay. I can't listen to this smut. This is this is too much for me. Uh, yeah. So I I have a dirty mind. I guess um, I started looking at porn when I was nine years old. Um, I, it was in Playboys in my grandfather's bathroom. Um, now as an adult looking back, it was, I, 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 there, I, they were really dirty thinking about it, thinking about those magazines are probably really dirty. Not, not because of the imagery, but because they were my grandfather's porn collection. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. I have a lot of uh, nicknames and stuff like that. Um, in high school, someone someone would call me freak, and then they would like run down the hall um, as if I was like gonna cast a spell at them or something. And then I would yell back, "But I went to your brother's funeral." Um, yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Yes. Um, yeah, so there was rumors. There's been rumors about me uh, because I'm weird. Um, like uh, like that I slept with the math teacher and gave myself an abortion and um, kept a fetus in a jar. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It's not really, it's not true. Um, it was with the science teacher. Why else would you keep the fetus in a jar? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, uh, I think what else is, what else is going on in my life? I don't know. I got a pap smear the other day. If you're not familiar with the pap smear, that's uh, when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure, uh, and the state pays for it because I got Medi-Cal. Um, so that's they found out that uh, my uh, cervix is right leaning. Um, so there's no there's no health problems with that. It's just there will be more debates when I have to get an abortion. Um, I, but I, I am left leaning. I only have tattoos on the left side of my body. Um, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's good. Uh, I think that's what I'm working on today. So thank you. Cass Inglesby. Um, when you were doing the cast a spell thing, I was like, why? Because you were carrying a Harry Potter wand or oh, okay. was it like magic, like witchcraft magic, like from the craft where you were like lighting candles or was it, you know, Harry Potter witchcraft, like with you were playing Quidditch in the halls, something fucking weird and uh, left leaning. I feel like you have a tag there where you can get political and you can be like, you know, I, I only cried about Bernie Sanders once or mm. something, something like left leaning because obviously like I'm left leaning all my tattoos are on one side and you know I you know something super leftist and and everyone should have homes well that's not funny and that's true but some think of something super like left-leaning that people would say that are like you know on the verge of socialism I'm sure you can come up with lots of things <laughs> okay uh, before I compliment you I want to make sure you're doing this on purpose that your sort of your delivery is great I think it's very funny the way that you're, it's sort of like unconfident you look at the floor and you're you know it's very got a nerdy vibe you're doing that on purpose um it started out as not on purpose and then I started utilizing it as as part of okay. what I do yeah cool I think that's I think that's great I think that can go very far um one thing for me was I for a couple of your jokes I wasn't really sure whether you had made the punchline or not and okay. I think you could clarify that so when you said your cervix is right-leaning I thought where you were going with that was that it has Republican political opinions. Mm, yeah. And that yeah. was the joke, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. totally sure of that oh, when you okay. finished. <laughs> so you can I say your uterus voted for yeah. <laughs> Trump or something. Yeah, or something like my, my uterus put in for Ted Cruz. Something that leads to the rest <laughs> of the way. But I, th I think that was all okay. pretty good. My uterus has Santorum in it. Sorry. We looked up Santorum today, and boy, was that fun. He did, he did something else again, terrible. He was like something in the real news and Jonathan was like, Rick Santoro. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing with, has to do with anal sex. And he's like, what? Anyways, sorry, totally not. Is anybody had any other comments or will you tell us where your upcoming shows are? Cause I know you produce things. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I co-host a radio show on another station. Sorry. No, no, um, FCC free. You yeah, get, so, we have no problem with FCC free. Okay, cool. Tell them about it. What days, yeah, um, times, so where to download. It's great. Yeah. So on Sundays from uh, noon to two, it's called what's really happening with uh, Luke Sauer and I'm the co-host. Um, so you can, can check that out in FCC free radio. Absolutely. Yeah. FCCfree.com.org which way is it? Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't you produce a show at Slate? Yes. On uh, every fourth Saturday at Slate Bar, um, it, uh, I produce a show. Um, it's from 7 to 9 uh, every fourth Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Everybody, Cass Inglesby. <laughs> All 
right, moving right along, your next comedian. She's actually on an upcoming uh, showcase at Milk Bar, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about it after her jokes. Put your hands together for Angel Weaver! What's going on, everybody? Party time. Um, I recently got really sick. And I think it was from a mic, an open mic. And I was like, I kind of wish open mics were more like strip clubs where you have to wipe it down afterwards. It's disgusting. Uh, but I lost my voice. But I went to, don't worry, I'm not contagious, Kaiser said. Sometimes I wonder if doctors just say that to get new business, you know? <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not contagious. <laughs> Go to work. Breathe on people. I love it. Um, but I do have this... <laughs> Uh, I'm sad that joke went so well because I can't use it when I'm not sick. Okay, um, so I have this raspy voice that I think is cool now. I kind of wish my voice sounded like this all the time because then I could be like a phone operator, like, hey, big daddy. You know, like, what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, yeah. Number five with fries, pull up to the next window for your total. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Me Too movement, which I think is really sad. Like people are just assholes. Um, and but and I, it made me start thinking. I was like, has this happened to me? Like, has this happened to me? Like, has someone given me a pill before sex and tried to take advantage of me? And I was like, I definitely haven't been given a pill before, but I've definitely been asked to take one after. You know. <laughs> Plan B. Plan B is interesting. I'm like, Plan B is an interesting name for a pill that uh, doesn't allow for you to get pregnant because, like, there's so many other options, you know? Like, it's definitely not the second option. Like, there's condoms, there's birth control, there's the POM, the pull-out method. Like, there's a ton of things that you can do, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, all of those things have a little bit of a risk, right? Like, condoms are not 100%. Neither is birth control, neither is a pull-out method. So maybe plan B makes sense because plan A, the only thing that's going to really prevent pregnancy, uh, anal. Ah. <laughs> plan A for anal. <laughs> So when I was writing that joke, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure it was true. I was like, can you get pregnant from anal, though? Um, and it turns out you can if a little bit of sperm just travels from your asshole right into your vagina. So you're welcome, in case you guys were wondering that. I was like, if you get pregnant from anal, your kid is definitely going to be an ass, right? <laughs> He's going to be an asshole. Uh, speaking of kids, I don't see a lot in San Francisco, but I did see... A mom and a daughter getting on BART the other day, and the daughter went to go sit in the reserve seating. And the mom was like, no, you can't sit there. Like, those are for special people. And the daughter, like, in all her cuteness, was like, but aren't I special? <laughs> and the mom was like, honey, no. <laughs> and, like, went, and, went, and I was like, that is such good parenting. Like, I feel like when I'm a parent, that's definitely something that I'm going to do. Um, all right, I'm going to end on an Uber pool joke because I feel like I tell Uber pool jokes all the time. So I take a lot of Uber pools. Um, and one thing that I love about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's going to be before they come. 
And I really wish men would start doing the same, you know? <laughs> like an hour too long, cancel. I don't need that. All right, guys, thanks so much. Yay! Angel Weaver! I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, how nice that you have uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice, but I'm glad you're feeling better. The, uh, really funny stuff. Um, the only thing I would be careful of is, um, it, this is so weird, but I mean, like, uh, maybe like six years ago, even I did a joke about the butthole cum going into your vagina and becoming a baby. So, uh, there's, um, I, I, I know I'm sorry. I just, it's, I know it's so obscure. No, I'm no, sure no, it would be helpful. like, but it's one of those things where like I did this one joke in the beginning and I, it was about how much pubic hair I have. And I was like, I have a chastity pelt. And I thought I was so fucking original. I was like, I'm the smartest person alive. And then like, I met like six other people that had the same punchline and I was like, Oh, but just yeah. something to be, I don't know, aware of. aware of. Yeah. I mean, but it's mighty specific. But you're, it was very funny. You're, you're even, even low energy. You're still really entertaining to watch. And no, I mean, I know. And, and, and the stuff about sickness, like that's all really topical and you're talking and you have great personality. And so it's just enjoyable to, you know, listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked your first joke about how people fucking get sick and fucking talk right into a microphone and spit all over the goddamn microphone and please don't fucking do that oh my god but no it's great um now the other the other thing is um you did it and you're fucking you're a great writer like you've 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 got this shit down you do you pace uh, when you're on stage, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it gives this it gives this like sense that you're not as confident as you are or should be. Okay. Um, so just try like doing a set where you just got your feet just in place, and even if you don't like tell a fucking joke the whole time, just like as long as your feet stay still, that's a good set, and just kind of see how it feels and see if see if it like helps shit land better. But, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Helpful. Yeah, I just want to echo what Max said about the first joke. It's super clever, and I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> tell, tell us about your upcoming showcase at Milk Bar. Yeah, I'm on a showcase the 13th of April at the Milk Bar. Uh, the show's produced by Graham Galloway and a couple other folks. Um, I'm also going to be at Cobbs on the 22nd. If anybody wants to get on my guest list, just slide my DMs. I'd be happy to add you. Uh, yeah, 13th and the 22nd of April. Come see me. Everybody, Angel Weaver! with my music and it's off okay that was weird I was like what is happening with the world and the music yay alright you're next to me and he's been giving great comments all night long put your hands together for Casey Fields So uh, I know this is joke workshop, but I, I feel like um, I, I got to call an audible and uh, just um, uh, just be re <laughs> just be really honest with you guys about um, uh, where I'm at. I just wanted because I just really need help with um, performance and 
truth and um, listening to your inner voice in comedy. And this seems like a supportive room. And I figured you guys are good to talk to about this because I have no one else to talk to about this. Um, so I'm an insecure person. Uh, I didn't know that I was up until like maybe recently, um, but I am. And um, uh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna actually put money in here just because you guys. I feel bad that you guys had to listen to this, and I know you guys didn't expect therapy. I don't have money for a therapist, but I came to put five dollars in the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, I'm an insecure person. I I, I grew up in um, in a uh, strict. Christian uh, background, like that's where my 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 mom is like a Japanese Christian, so it's like extra like persecuted Christian, and so it's really um, in my bones, and uh, yeah, and um, it's uh, it's part of who I am to be kind of uh, afraid of things, and um, last year when I started doing open mics. Uh, I started by doing like a lot of one-liners, and um, those are like lots of fun. I still love one-liner comedy, you know, like it's really, really fun. And um, I, I eventually, like maybe about like four months in, started to get actual laughs, like people actually responded to things, uh, which was nice. But I still kind of felt this like I, I wasn't. It, it didn't like satisfy that part of me, and I think it's because when I was growing up. Um, Comedy was not just an escape; it was a way for me to understand the world. Uh, I like grew up with like, um, you know, no cable, right? I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies, right? I I got taken out of school when I was 15 because like my parents found out that they teach <laughs> evolution <laughs> in school. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cosmos blew my mind last year. It really, like, anyway. Uh, and uh, it, it, and uh, one of the things that I really struggle with, just because of this, this who I am, is uh, I, I wanted to be like a lot of these other open micers, like Valley Vernali, right? Um, Greg Gettle, uh, yeah. you know, Matthew Quirk, these people that come up on stage and it feels really real because they're, they're really speaking their truth, right? Even if you might disagree with them, it's still their truth and their voice. And it felt so, it, that's what really made me laugh, that like gut level laugh, yeah. right? And I was like, I, I just wanna, I wanna fucking do that. I wanna do that so bad. And I got around to writing that material, like finally, recently, I felt like, and um, this last week I've been hitting mics hard with, <laughs> You guys, <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and everybody here I've seen, right? And um, it, I, uh, I've, I've been, I've been chasing it really hard, and I've, I've noticed that one of the hardest things for me is to make eye contact with people in the room. And even though I can, I, I know my set by heart when I'm rehearsing at home and just pacing back and forth in my in my bedroom, I, I, when I go on stage, I, I make eye contact with the audience and the words just fall apart. I fuck up the order, right? I get the, I get the um, beats wrong, right? The, my, my, um, my timing gets all fucked up. And um, 
I, I just wanted to, I, I know I'm not alone. I know everybody has nerves. This takes a lot of courage to come up on stage. That's part of what it is, right? It's like, it's an act of bravery. You, it, that's what, there has to be stakes, right? You're kind of expressing yourself. So I just want to know if you guys have any tips. <laughs> I know you might just be like, I don't know, man, you might have to see a doctor and get medicated. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, and that's okay too, if you don't, if there are no answers, but uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything, with, you know, for warming up, just getting comfortable with audiences, maybe it's just time, like, I, I, you know, um, but uh, that's all I uh, wanted to share, so thanks. Hey, stay up there, Casey Fields. Okay, first I have a tag for you. Your ja mom was a Japanese Christian. It was no loaves, five fish. <laughs> right? Because it was, it's supposed to be five loaves and two fish. And then with that, he did the miracles and fed hundreds of people. But Japanese Christians are no loaves, five fish. I think that's fucking hilarious. But uh, we can start that conversation you wanted to start with people, which is, um, you know, how do you get comfortable? What do you, how do you do, do you have like a warm up? Do you, you know, do you look at, do you do you add crowd work? Do you practice crowd work? Like, what do you do? Yeah. You said you started like. I mean, uh, no, I, um. I, I used to be able to look people in the eye when the, I wasn't invested in the joke, right? When it wasn't me in it. Uh, but when I started expressing myself and being actually honest, sure. right? And not just making up fun little absurd things. Right. Uh, that's when things started to fall apart. And I know it's something just in here. I, kn I know it is. Um, and I was just wondering, yeah, if you guys have any tips. <laughs> First of all, stop telling yourself you're insecure. Oh, okay, that's good. That's a little bit of neuro-linguistic programming. That's if you, if you remember that everybody feels like you could be judged for saying something that's yeah. true about yourself, and we all just walk around doing it anyway. You just go, well, I'm not, there's, I'm not worse than them. I'm not different than them. I can be confident in what I say, too. Yeah. So, uh, tip number two, go slow. Take a five minute, take a three-minute bit and do it in five minutes so that you have time to think while you're on stage. So that you can, time. so that you don't fuck up every time. So yeah. that you can take a minute and just go, I'm going to do this right. Because then you'll get it in your muscles and you'll do it right faster next time. It's like playing an instrument. Your body's an instrument. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's what I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to basically say what he said. Just I think that one's off. Slow down. I think that one got turned off somehow. The oh, switch on it. Yeah, there's a switch on it, isn't there? Okay, here we, is it on now? Yeah, now it is. All right, well, I was just going to say just calm down, relax, and don't just think about... Remember that these are the same people that you were telling those old, dumb, like, quick jokes at. Yeah. Right? And not just that. They're just a bunch of fuckers. And, like, you just look at them. And, look, I swear to God, in my head, I think about my high school class, and I think about how bunch of shitheads they are. And then, like, I go, like, oh, well, it, if I'm not at least talking to them, you know, what am I talking at? Yeah. I need to, like, talk to somebody that I, like, need to hear what I'm saying. And that's, like, kind of part of it, like, at least for me. Like, if I was just talking to, like, I don't know, just nothing. I don't know. It's, like, bullshit. But, like, I need to be able to think about the thing, the, like, the target in my mind and be confident in the things that you are saying. And if you believe in the things that you're saying, you'd be able to look anybody in the eye. 
right? Because that's what you believe in. If you believe in the thing that you say, you'll be able to look anybody in the eye and say it, right? Actually, I, no, that's my problem. <laughs> oh, well, I guess maybe you don't believe what, you, or what you're saying, right? Well, like, oh, like the jokes that you are saying, mm -hmm. you don't believe in the jokes? No, I believe in them. Well, it's just scary. To, it's scary to tell people the truth. It's scary to tell people the truth is what I'm telling. Do you? Fuck wait, them. Casey, Casey, do you have anything else in your life? Do you have a real job or any other kind of like thing that you do with your life besides sure. comedy right now? Yeah. You have. What is that? Well, I just I write training documents. Like I just. What does that mean? It's like basically That's like awesome. I have to go. <laughs> I, I basically do a lot of grunt work for like it's like contract writing, uh -huh. you know, or just like that kind of stuff. Like you, you know, like you write manuals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Is there any of your own voice in anything that you're writing or is it all not for work? So, but that's interesting because you're constantly using your creative tool for something that has zero creativity in it. Yep. True. And that's, so when you're practicing your craft, the way that you are constantly, you're a writer, but the things that you're forced to write are these things that have no personality. So then of course you're like, I'm going to write, I'm going to write these absurd things that have nothing to do with me because what you're writing anyways has nothing to do with you. So I I would challenge you to just, and don't even think about it as comedy, just have like a diary or just a straight book that you force yourself to write in about anything about yourself yeah. for like 20 minutes a day. Okay. The, the, the and, but be, but, hey, pure, be purely personal because the writing that you practice every day is banal and has no connection to yourself. Right. And the writing that you're crafting comedically also has nothing to do with yourself, but it's clever because you're using the craft of writing as like a puzzle to put things together and be comedic. Right. But so work on that part of you that's just you being personal with yourself. And then you'll see that that other craft you're using will have something to draw from. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So I have a, another comment. I think that with open mics, there's a lot of pressure to be um, at the same level as other people at the open mics because people have been doing doing them comedy for 10 years or three years, whatever, however long they've been doing it. So there's a pressure to be at the same level that they're at. Where I think that you need to look at what level you are you're at, and if you if you need to practice at looking people in the eye, just take the time of an open mic, just stare at the audience. Like, yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, don't say a word. Just look at every people will laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eventually, nice. it'll get uncomfortable enough, right? <laughs> I had a, something that, from what you just said, you um, are are you worried that people will disagree when you tell them what you what you're feeling? I don't know. I I think I I can't really articulate it that much. It's just like this. I. You know, I think a lot of it is like I have that negative thought, like you're you're fucking pathetic or you're fucking stupid for expressing this. Like nobody's interested so, in this. So right? you, you think people are going to either be bored or not. bored, uninterested, um, unrelatable, uh, lots of things. Just so basically any negative. Can you just let them be? Nope. Let them. Just do? let them do that. Oh yeah. And just and just say okay, these people are bored with it, but the next group might not be. Hmm. Just face reject. Just be like, they're just going to reject it. Yeah. Just, not not everyone is going to like it. Okay. 
Yeah, that's actually really simple and good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to add, um, I'm by no means a comedy expert, but from a practical standpoint, like maybe just setting small goals, right? Like maybe it's like, I just want to look at one person in the eye for one joke. Like that's my goal for tonight. And maybe the next night it's like, okay, I'm going to look at two people and it's three, but like just setting small goals. Cause if you just base it off of like, I never look at anybody that's so far away, yeah. but if you put like a number to it, I know that helps me when I'm have a goal of my own. Cool. Thank you. Okay. I have one comment. If, so thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. I really appreciated like that vulnerability. And I, also I think like, I don't know. I thought it was like funny when you were talking about your mom. Like I feel like yeah. there could, like there is, that was like really funny and how she's like Japanese and Christian and also how yeah. she like, like you stopped going to school because of evolution. Like I feel like there you could like harp on that like contradiction. Like you know Japanese, like the stereotype is, you know they really want you to stay in school. But yeah. So that was definitely a conflict. Like maybe just like delve into that conflict more. Like cool. Christianity kind of took over. No, yeah. There's an irony there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Casey Field. Therapy, it's joke work, it's joke workshop, yay, every Monday, six to eight. Uh, hey, I'm excited, we're moving into a max rock block. That's a rock block of Maxis, comedic Maxis here, turns up to the max. Job rock and max here at Mutiny Radio, job workshop max. I'm sorry, I'm being silly. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for donating your two bucks. It really does help keep the station alive and float, and we really do appreciate it, especially when you get weird free therapy. It's crazy. Uh, and it's all uh, recorded and there's a podcast it's available on our website you guys can always download it I have you all tagged don't worry it'll be on your page tomorrow your next comedian what a funny guy you're really gonna love him he's so incredibly likable yay put your hands together for Max Eddie okay um you guys Things just aren't going well with me and my girlfriend right now. Um, no, I'm fucking with you. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, no, that's fine. Fuck, dude. I, honestly, those are conversations that people never have explicitly. But it did feel like we were in rent together right there. Like we were just doing like a little support group. Like we we were, are all afflicted with the AIDS and we are coming together. You know, that's good. I was in rent, so I can say that, right? That's is that, is that okay? Um, also, why, let's do this to the side a little bit. Um, okay, yeah. Can you guys? Okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, a joke I've been doing for a while, but it, I'm trying to tag it up. So just pretend you've never heard it before, okay? Um, uh, so you guys, I, I don't know if you, any of you know this, but I am bisexual. Um, and I'm I'm not gay yet. I don't know if you've heard that. That's a joke I've got. But uh, I, uh, I told my sister I was bi, uh, and she said she doesn't believe in someone being bi. She believes you're either like, gay or you're straight or Okay, uh, she, stop, shut the fuck up, George. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about, okay, here, here's a little contract, George. No, shut up, shut up. You can, you can say one thing for every laugh you got during your set. Does that sound good? Okay. Uh, I'll keep talking. Nope, that's not. 
Go back. It's recorded, so uh, check that out later. Um, now, people are trying to do fucking jokes, man. Stop. Uh, so let's get back into my uh, my sex jokes, everybody. Um, fucking a. Um, so uh, yeah, she believes you're either like gay or you're straight, or she puts it, you're gay. <laughs> But she believes in dumb stuff all the time. Like, um, God, no, that's, no, that's mean. She doesn't believe in God. But uh, she believes in like personality tests, like Myers-Briggs. Has anyone here taken Myers-Briggs? Like, or do you guys like believe in it? No. I do. <laughs> okay, Uh this is gonna be fun. Uh, what's your, like, what is your, your, your type? Like, what's your Myers-Briggs type? I'm INTJ. INTJ. Is that? Like, introvert, intuitive, thinking, and judging. Okay, is that, stop it. Um, is that, is that the one that likes kombucha or like, like, I, I don't remember that one. I gotta, I'll figure out a tag for that. There's, that's fine. But, uh, that's fine. I actually, um, uh, my sister, like, she actually factors that into who she's gonna date. Uh, like, she, so she's an E N E F T J, I think, and uh, her um, her ex Jeff was uh, fuck. What's the one where you cheat? He <laughs> um, was that. He was that one. IMDb. I don't. Fuck. I don't know. But no, she actually—I had to like console her when uh, like her ex-boyfriend cheated on her. She was just like, "I thought like our our types were supposed to be like 99% compatible. Like, how could this happen?" And I was just like, "Maybe he was like a Virgo. I do you believe in that too? Like, is, does that help? I don't—I'm not good at that stuff, man. People think I have a face like I can help you with relationship problems, and I can't." Um, and I'll write jokes for that later. Um, th okay, there we go. Um, well, okay, I spent um, half my fucking set uh, telling George to shut up, so, um, yeah, that was great. Shut, no, shut, I'll spend the, the last minute of my set telling you to shut the fuck up. People are trying to tell jokes up here, man. God damn it. It's like, we only get fucking 15 minutes a night to do this shit. Like, no one has to hear you talk. You know, if Casey spent the whole time asking a question about, like, how do I just get up here? I'll spend a minute saying, just shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I don't, god damn it, someone's gotta be the one to do it. I, I know I look like the nicest person, like I look like I'm not gonna be the guy to say that, cause I look like an undercover Mormon or something, but <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll tell you to shut up. Like, god damn it, like, just, if you were funny, like, then, I don't care, no, if he, if he, didn't fucking every single time no fucking Casey's up here fucking bearing his soul he's just mm, just every time after everything he said it's like let him say his fucking words man let people tell their jokes okay don't I don't need fucking I don't need like critiques but I'm done uh, yeah thanks Elder Eddie everybody give it up for Elder Eddie I actually have I have some good I have some good help you wanted to tag for one of them yeah. uh, and it's uh you said I've used it as a callback a couple times. You're gay because it's really funny with the sister yeah. thing and you're gay. And then when you said what are you? It's ITMJ. 
uh, you're gay. Like that would be funny to <laughs> to do. And as a callback. And then um, if you ever say TJ at the end, like EFTJ, I love Mexico. That place is amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, and you know, uh, maybe if you hadn't gotten TMJ or if your sister hadn't gotten TMJ from sucking dick, it would have been okay. Or TMJ is the thing with your jaw. Oh, okay. And so there's a thing about like getting jaw clicks or I, I would just okay. play with all those silly letters and like things that you could, I feel like there's a ton of tags to put in there with letters that make sounds that can correspond to things that aren't part of it, but why not? Yeah, exactly. I was starting of, to do that with the IMDb. Right, right, right. Just, exactly. And that's yeah. what I got it from is you already said IMDb. So yeah. like yeah, EFTJ, I love Mexico. The donkey show's amazing or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right. Good looking out. So you're, you asked like, what's the type that cheats? I just instantly thought like SLUT. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of, I've been, I was trying to figure out like, there's a lot of four letter words that you can do. Um, to, so yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'll like write it down. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. play with letters. Look, yeah. first look at all the letters that you can become with that silly test yeah. and then figure out all the other dumb letters that just sort of roll off the tongue. And then you'll have just tons of like matrices to correspond yeah. with, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I love the Myers-Briggs premise. It's just like fun because I'm, everybody's taking it. I mean, everyone's take, taking that test at least once. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone, like people, people were always like pushing me to take it too. Did you know that to take the official Myers-Briggs, it costs 50 fucking dollars? Really? Oh, yeah, online? it costs $50 online. And to get certified to give the test $2,100 for a, a weekend seminar. It's fucking insane, right? Like, you can you can take, like, a which Pokemon are you test on Facebook for free. But <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also... Um, so some of these personality tests you see on like Facebook and stuff are a big part of the uh, you know the Cambridge Analytica stuff that's happening. Oh like, no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh so my basically, God, when you take okay, yeah, I'll just tests. I'll take this time to like give you the news now. Wow. Uh, now that I'm not going to get interrupted. Wow. So uh, no, what it is is they'll uh, they'll uh, they were taking like people were taking those tests and then um, back before Facebook started regulating it better, um, you could take one of those tests like fucking what Pokemon are you? And th these companies could not only harvest your data, uh, which you agreed to by signing or accepting their terms and conditions, uh, but they can harvest your friends' data, like anyone in your network. So all they had wow. to do to like get you know access to so much of your Facebook data, they had like 5,000 data points on every. American in the electorate, all they had to do was get a couple hundred thousand people to take those kinds of tests. So, um, oh, that's yeah, awful. So when it's like, which, yeah. which lipstick color should you wear? Something stupid. Shit like, or, yeah. Stupid shit like what that. What kind exactly. of cat are you? Yeah. And I'm just like, how do I, like, I, I want to make that funny and also get to that point, but there's a lot of shit. Like, oh, yeah. uh, that's a great premise though. Yeah. Should, yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to say, I don't know if you, this, it sounded ad-libbed, but like the undercover Mormon is just fucking funny. Yeah. I <laughs> thought about it like a year ago and it's fun, but, um, yeah, good looking out. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, I don't know the joke, but I thought it was funny that you were like, maybe he's a Virgo because you were making fun of like all this stupid shit and to believe in like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I was like, that's interesting though. That's it, the one thing. Yeah. I was trying to figure out cause, um, I've always thought of Myers-Briggs as like, it feels like, uh, pretentious astrology. <laughs> like it's like, Oh, I've like astrology, like got a bachelor's in media studies or something like that's what it always felt like to me. Yeah. So, um, I should, why don't I just say those things? I think that's fucking see Casey, this is what you got to do. You just realize you think and you're like, Oh fuck. I have jokes. That's cool. But, um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll play around with that and, and figure it out. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Sorry about that. that was, hey, no, it's yeah. good to be honest. Max Eddie. And you guys, this is 
I mean, we we create whatever the community is here and however it works. And, you know, we're the ones that tolerate what's here and what's not. So it's good to speak your mind and make this. And as Casey did, you guys can spend your time doing whatever you want. If you ever want to practice an eight-minute set because you know it's upcoming, fuck the comments. I'll just give you eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like, this place is for you to work out your shit in other places in front of people that are going to be here and are going to listen. And the right people stay and the right people are paying attention to give comments. So, like, use this space and do that then say things that are bothering you because I mean you can't do it everywhere and brainwash doesn't exist anymore uh, so <laughs> there you go uh, and thanks to you guys for donating two dollars we really appreciate it your next comedian he had a great set last Friday at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse it was great for him to fill in at the last minute and I will finish this Max Rock block to the Max by pronouncing his name right everybody put your hands together for Max Mo can he, God damn it, I can't. <laughs> Moa, Shani, Moa, Oh, man, I was. I don't have any one, so I was going to do a five. Moachanine, I don't know. Do you want to? <laughs> I'm done. I'll done. give you one more chance, Pam. Do you have, how bad? Max, Moachanine. All right. <laughs> but I'm, just for, to be clear, I'm good for the next two and a half mics right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like math. <laughs> no. uh, it's cool. Uh, I am excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to read. I'm a pretty big fan. Uh, all right, thanks. <laughs> I read so much that I've actually read The Art of the Deal. Like, The Art of the Deal is Donald Trump's autobiography written by Tony Schwartz. <laughs> Like, you know when you're like, you've, you've eaten trail mix, but you already picked out all the M&Ms, so all that's left is nuts, and you're like, I guess I'll just eat this, you know? That's, that's where I'm at with books. Uh, the other thing, too, is like I, I got it from Berkeley Public Library, and I requested it be put on hold for me. Uh, and like, they've, they've probably never had that happen before, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, th I think you can sign up. If <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> where was I? No. Uh, but yeah, th so like, I don't know if, like, Berkeley's not exactly Trump country, you know? It's like, um, and also like, Berkeley, Berkeley Public Library, it's, it's like one flew over this cuckoo's nest became real. Like, and you can also check that book out at Berkeley Public Library, and if you do, and if you read it before you leave, you feel like you're in the book. It's like, it's like Jumanji. Um, so then I went to go get it, and like I had to pick it up, and the lady, like the lady, gave me the book, and she just looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, all right, it's a little bit weird, but like, why am I the crazy one? Like the guy behind me is yelling at a bookshelf. He thinks Dewey Decimal's a person that defeated Truman in 1948. <laughs> I saw this lady in the nonfiction section. She was telling all the books to keep it real. She was like, don't be phony like those fiction books. <laughs> she was like, Holden Caulfield's a hypocrite. He keeps calling people phonies, and he's not even real. He's, he's make-believe. Um, I also read that book, The Secret. You get, like, so basically, they say, like, oh, if you just visualize something happening enough, it'll happen in real life. But if that were true, a lot of people would have been in porn. <laughs> All right, I, I feel like part of me wants to like call someone out and be like, "You would have had sex with a lot of porn stars," but I don't want to call anybody out. I feel bad. <laughs> um, I like uh, I like math too. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the matrices. <laughs> Like, I, uh, like, I'll tell people, like, oh, I haven't seen the second Matrix. I've only seen the first and third Matrices. 
That's, I, I missed one. Um, I like to travel too. Like I went to I went to Iceland a year ago, and I flew Wow Airlines. And when I got there, I found out they lost my bag. So I was like, Wow! Like, <laughs> good job, guys. Like, that was the day I found out it's like you pronounce it sarcastically. That's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically, right? Like, you couldn't really be like Southwest. <laughs> They'd be like, why are you saying it that way? Like, are you implying that we're a different direction? How dare you? <laughs> it's like, well, I am about to fly from LA to DC. That's Northeast. But hey, it's a round trip flight, so catch me, catch me on the way back. I might pronounce it not sarcastically. <laughs> Um, also, like I, I went to Lake Tahoe last summer, and uh, I had to buy sunscreen while I was there. So I went to a gift shop, and I found some. I picked it up. I looked at the label, and it said it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, "What does sunshine smell like? I've never, like, I've never gone outside and been like, yeah, that's that's the good stuff, you know? Or like, hey, it's daylight savings. It's gonna smell good for longer now." <laughs> Or like it's, hey, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'll finish there. Thanks, everybody. Yay, Max Mawachanine. Yay, yay. Uh, I love your book jokes, Holden Caulfield. Anything with that, of course, is wonderful because it is so very nostalgic and lovely. And um, the secret, that was a really cute turn that you said with the porn stars, but then I'd throw in something after that, one of their weird, mundane, dumb things like, and always hold your gratitude, Rock, or uh, like okay. one of the things that they are like, uh-huh. and make sure to thank the goddess for positivity and sunshine or whatever, <laughs> like after the porn things, you, you turn it, you turn the subject the, you you make it you know different so we expect something different and then i turn it back so we know you really did read the secret uh, okay, like gotcha. just throw us one of the bullshit because it's there's so many bullshit things you can pull out of there okay gotcha i have a gratitude rock in my pocket actually right now okay <laughs> i can appreciate right that right there. <laughs> i would love to see an act out of you calling to put that book on hold i just oh think that's a good idea so funny about you're doing that, but yeah, I loved it. Okay, cool. Thank you. Oh, right. An act out of that whole thing of like calling the Berkeley librarian. Cause what does the Berkeley librarian sound like? Like she's gotta be a piece of work, That's right? Like, this could be, this could be, a lot of fun. <laughs> be like, hello, wait, I have to subdue this homeless man before I answer your phone call. You want the what? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that Art of be. the who? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. There's some stuff there. And what kind of, we've never heard you do act outs because you're usually pretty dry. So to see you have like some, which I think is very funny. And I think that's great about you that you're just like this very, you're funny, but you're dry. But uh-huh. it, to put a little, like to inject some so, strange personality out of nowhere and see what that's like would be, okay. that would be another reversal. Cause we expect you to just be like uh-huh. chill. Okay. Gotcha. So it'll give me more range or something. Yeah. Why not? All right, cool. Stretch yourself. Other comments? Funny. <laughs> yeah, no, you can say good things too. You can be like, oh, that was really great. And that's so funny. Do you, um, do you have any upcoming shows anywhere? No, unless no. you give me one. <laughs> are you going to, you're going to go to Edinburgh after this? Uh, or are you going to go to Mission Hill Saloon? Okay, it got canceled. It got canceled. Oh, so we're all going to go to Mission Hill Saloon. We're all going to fight each other. Oh, just kidding. Oh, okay. We don't want more people to go. Actually, Angel Weaver's super smart. Keep the keep the open mic secret. Keep them safe. <laughs> don't tell anybody about them unless you're here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Max. It's a Max 
Proc Lock. Uh, okay, we have two comedians left, but I'm gonna do. I've been wanting to work on a thing, so I'm gonna work on it. Uh, yay. Okay, yay me, yay. <laughs> money but I actually don't have any so <laughs> that would be that would be ironic right there so I've been wanting to talk about the Bible a lot and I don't you know yeah who loves the Bible it's really hard because you well you don't know how much how much like research how deep you should get into it because when I I mean I just read the Bible because I really love studying feminism and I think it's just such an important text to know how a women are supposed to be in the world I think like historically what a wonderful document to learn how to be a woman. Uh, two amazing books. Actually, before I even get to Esther and Ruth, and wow, what incredible stories. I want to start with the story of Lot. Is anybody familiar with the story of Lot in Genesis? You are? That's so great. Here's the thing. I have no idea how this attunes to feminism or how I'm supposed to be a woman, but wow, it sure talks about women in an amazing way. So uh, Sodom and Gomorrah are kind of like San Francisco, but like old-timey, right? Like they're like lighting candles and like having butt sex all the time. And they're like, oh, they're like, lube, spit in your butt. Oh! And so these angels come down because God is like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it anymore. There's one family, Lot. He is totally righteous and awesome. So he sends these two angels to go visit Lot. And the men, the people, all the people in the city are like knocking down his doors like, we want to fuck those guys. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to give you my daughters. So he sends his two daughters out. And God is like, I am pleased. You didn't have them rape the angels. Your family gets to be saved. But at the same time, his daughters are being violated by the whole town. <laughs> Thanks, God. So then they're like, let's leave. Let's back up our shit. And they're like, don't look back. When we destroy it with hell and brimstone, it's going to be like the best firework display ever, but don't turn around. So he and his two daughters and his wife are running, and his wife turns back and turns into a pillar of salt, somehow meaning remembrance or something about thinking about how she was really lustful. I'm not sure what the Bible really means on this one. Not sure. But what I do know is that she's a pillar of salt, and so the two daughters take the dad up into the caves, and they think they're the only Jews left in creation. So what do they do? They get their dad fucking wasted and then they fuck him so that they can have babies from their dad because they need to keep the whole Jewish race going. This is in the Bible and I don't know what it means for feminism. But I do know it means something. It seems kind of like America right now. Uh, no, I have no idea how those two things go together. Except that God hates women. <laughs> so there's two other books in the Bible, Esther and Ruth. And wow, Esther, what an amazing story. She saves the whole Jewish people. How? A hot rack and doesn't look Jewy. Absolutely. Her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Her parents were dead. Her uncle sold her to like a king because she was hot and didn't look Jewy. So great. Not great at puzzles. Not super clever. Hot rack. Not Jewy. Uh, and then the story of Esther, or Ruth. She's great. She's a Sumerian woman, I think, or Syria. I don't know. Somewhere over there. And gets married to a Jew. Isn't that nice? And then they, he dies. And then the mother-in-law's like, let's go back to Israel. I can't go on my own. And she's like, okay, I'll go with you. And she's like, oh, it's a beautiful story of love. And she's like, hey, go fuck the old guy, the rich one, the fat rich one. And she's like, oh, okay. And she lays at the feet of Boaz for three days, which like in the Bible is like, oh, oh I think they were getting it on. And then there's a whole verse where the guy is like, I am old and fat. Why not marry one of my younger brethren? And she's like, because I listened to my mother-in-law and married the old rich fat dude. So what do we learn from the Bible? Hot rack, don't look chewy. Listen to your mother-in-law all the time. 
and um, something about letting your daughters get raped by the town. I'm not sure like how God is involved in that. And uh, okay, so those were the jokes I wanted to tell about the Bible. Yay! <laughs> My question is, it's too much Bible all at once. Yeah, because people aren't interested, and there's, I have to give too much, like I try to give just enough background, but we get lost, the lot thing, I need actual, jo I mean, I think the thing is funny enough on its own, just because it's like, this is, I'm telling the actual story that's in the Bible, and I think that's funny, but it's too much exposition. Yeah? Everyone's just shaking their head, yeah. Because you're doing, see, you told like three different stories that are very packed. Like I, yeah, I think if you could do like a seven-minute set on lot because that story in itself is funny. Right. So yeah, trying to pack it all together is impossible. It's just too much exposition and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, but so I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm straight on with it. But and but you weren't even interested, and you know about the Bible. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's fair enough. Like, yeah. I've been it for four years, and I'm still like, I don't know what the fuck to like think about this. So it's like that in itself should indicate to other people that it's a difficult book and problematic. But I think like maybe if you. Yeah, well, I stories. I have it's other like stories just like kind of insane because it's like they want to rape men and then they're like, no, rape my daughters. And that's at the time what was OK. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, yeah, I'm I've been trying to make that funny for a while. And I just kind of by telling the story. But the, the Esther and Ruth thing I used to have is a much longer thing. But I just compacted it because I'm concerned about giving too much history and if it's enough history. But if it's not funny, I mean, I have all kinds of other things to talk about about feminism I'm just trying to like do the I just I happen to have a lot of biblical knowledge so I like to use it yeah. um, I was gonna say I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum I know like nothing about the Bible like that Jesus was the person right? and, <laughs> and I still thought there were like little bits here like there's definitely stuff in there still that I was able to like I don't know I, I still found certain parts in there funny so I wouldn't like okay um, but just like, yeah, maybe a little less. Right. I know the Bible gets boring too. No one wants a sermon. I mean, <laughs> even when you go to church, you still don't want a sermon. You like want your pastor to be humorous <laughs> or whatever. I don't, I haven't been in church in a long fucking time. I have no idea what that's about. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Yay. <laughs> All right, your next comedian. Uh, it is hard to read his first name, but I'm going to try it. Uh, Arjula Shanker! Uh, what was that? <laughs> is that one free? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I always feel bad uh, whenever I go to these open mics. They'll get to my name, and it's like just like a deer in headlights. They're like um, just startled almost. I didn't pronounce it. No, it's uh, it's Aditya Shankar. Um, but I'll, I'll put it in. Um, no, so you guys probably already heard all this stuff, but I'm gonna I'm still trying to work out kinks, so I'm gonna go for it. Uh, I feel like everyone around here, I guess in general, is really trying to maximize their productivity these days, right? Like, people don't want to be wasting any time whatsoever. Should always be conquering the world. Which is why I don't really understand all the animosity towards Muni, 
right? Like, do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop muni ride? It's like, I watch a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, right? Like, the other day, between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not like I saw a guy with a receding hairline. I literally saw that hairline take a step back, you know? If physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't know what is, right? I mean, you can just check that box off for the day. Aging, done. No. And like when you're on there, you can always see, you can always kind of tell who reads those productivity, like self-help books, right? Because it'll be just the go-getter just taking his morning dump on the train, right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that guy is not wasting any time, right? Yeah. And if you guys have never been on Muni with someone taking a dump, then you've never been on Muni before. Yeah. I feel like Garfield established this real misconception that Mondays are the worst day of the week, right? Uh, and I gotta respectfully disagree with our 20th president on this one, right? Like, Mondays aren't that bad. Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week, right? Monday and Tuesday, you're, basically every other day of the week, your conversation topics with your coworkers are just scripted, right? You've got like, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, any plans this weekend? And then Wednesday arrives and it's like an improv class. It's like, uh, uh, um. And then you start talking about like the current events, right? Like the fact that it's Wednesday. It's like, uh, can't believe it's Wednesday already. And I'm like, I mean, I can't believe they're making a Toy Story 4. I can't believe Jay-Z did that to Beyonce. And I certainly can't believe it's not butter. But the fact that it's Wednesday is not the craziest thing I've heard this week, you know? But I'm being harsh, I'm being harsh. Like, on Wednesday, your coworkers will also really open up to you about their, like, deepest feelings and emotions, right? I'll be like, it feels like a Friday to me, you know? And now that it feels like a Friday, you can get back on script, right? So, any plans this weekend? <laughs> um, I feel like everyone's into dating apps these days as well, right? And my thing is, I don't feel that strongly about any of them, you know? I mean, I like Twitter as a friend, but I don't know if I'm ready to take that relationship to the next level, you know? Like, let's take things, like, take things slow. No, I did get on a couple of dating apps recently, and it, uh, it's been tough because my friends were like, you really want to be transparent on there, right? Be, be true to yourself. And so I put on there, not monogamous. Uh, and I was like, because I mean, you got to be ogamous to at least be monogamous, right? Like you can't be like, there's like, if you're not like, uh, what's like, what's the zero gamus or whatever? Nogamous? I don't even know if I'm using the roots correctly, but yeah. It also might have something to do with like, I also, my, and then my friends were like, oh, you want to have really good photos on there. Make sure there's no, uh, like other people aren't in your photos, right? So I replaced all my photos with images of the mystery box from Mario Kart. Uh, and I was like, well, this will be better, right? Because now it's like the girl's like, please be a blue shell. Please be a blue shell. Anytime they see my profile, right? All right, I think that's all, all I got, guys. Thanks a lot. Aditya Comments, comments, comments. Comments. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, 
So the the product of the pooping joke is super funny, and then the first joke where it's like the three stop thing where you say about the muni, but then the the, the receding hairline is just the same joke uh, again though, right? Because it's it's that it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that is hyperbole, which is a thing that people do. So that's a you know it's a reasonable strategy. But I, it didn't. My personal opinion is it did not connect with me, but. That was, you know, how long? I don't, is it, how long have you been doing stand-up for? Like, like four months. That, yeah, you're really. That's real. Like, I didn't write a good joke for like six months. So, like, this is that's quite impressive. Yeah, thanks a lot. And it's funny when you talk about someone's receding hairline because you have so much hair that <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it'll <laughs> never. Your hairline will never recede. So the concept that you're actually even looking at it on someone else, like this is a problem you don't and will never have. <laughs> like you're not even you have a big full hair so is it like of, as in like it's like in is it in, like insensitive to people with the well, hair well i mean it's almost that? like oh. it's almost like you're punching <laughs> it's, it's like you're punching down but you don't even know it because it's oh, like those okay. poor guys that have receding hairline interesting but, like, you have a lot of hair like yeah, i never even thought thick, about that. luscious you know locks. <laughs> yeah I, I thought that the uh, um, the co-worker conversation the scripted conversation with co-workers is like that's a great premise yeah. and I, I was thinking um like uh like i was just i was like fuck why didn't i think of that like that's that's great i was actually hoping for like something like maybe like a dialogue or something like a like a an actual not an actual but like some kind of conversation like some something kind of mean in that particular dime. i don't know why i, I want yeah I, I also have this thing where i'm like you just say oh how was your weekend as you nod along without listening kind right of i've tried that and yeah. when you get to wednesday you can pick up like something else like did you see that cat video on you like like a Wednesday, right. all you can do is like talk about cats or right. unicorn or, poo. Like, right. what dumb banal thing do you pull out of the internet to wave in your colleague's face on a Wednesday? Right. But then you get to the Friday. It's like a Friday, and then like yeah. that's funny because it's just that whole cycle. But right. I'd put something in there that's just mundane, like that everyone loves, like the puppy live feed or right. you know, yeah, like cat, something about cats. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much, everyone. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Itchia Shankar. Oh yeah, we're all about rock blocks tonight. We got an Indian rock block, but I know how to pronounce his name. Clap your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. That's right. Oh my goodness. All right. Here, what? I was diagnosed as bipolar recently, and it took, I've been going to therapy, oh, you put the dollar, two dollars in? Okay, alrighty then, this better be worth two dollars, you guys, so laugh really loud, even if you don't like it. Uh -huh. Anyway, so I was diagnosed as bipolar, I've been going to therapy for about a year and a half, and I think it took my therapist so long to realize I was bipolar, uh, because I would often go in and be like, oh, I'm sad, or ah, oh, my parents, but I never went and was like, oh, you you know, Doc, sometimes I'm just really, really happy. Yeah. Never got to the mania part of that. That took a while for me to really reveal and, like, open up and, like, you know, I'm happy sometimes. Can we fix that? Um, the thing is, though, so I am going to have to go on mood stabilizers. And what mood stabilizers are is it's paying someone $200 a month to always feel like you just ate at Denny's. Um... But uh, I would say, I, what I, I did say, like, oh, Doc, I'm happy, but that's not quite it. It's like, what if someone were just, ran, were just at, like, random intervals blow cocaine into your face? 
Um, and for a while, I just thought that was the normal human experience. But I have recently learned that people have to buy cocaine to get that. Um, but then they get to choose when to do it. So I'm not a, I'm not a, but no, it's, it's, it's not fun. I like when I'm depressed, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself. And then when I'm manic, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself, but on a skateboard. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, ooh, what have I killed myself? Anyways, um, what are my other jokes about that? Here's an unrelated joke that makes me deeply unlikable. Um, <laughs> I dealt, I dealt with a lot of bullying in high school because I bullied a lot of kids. Um, uh, okay, see? Anyways, no, but my therapist, my therapist also, also, he also diagnosed me as a, uh, he said I was a narcissist, which means a doctor got to know me, looked at me, and then diagnosed me as an asshole. <laughs> I have the met the collective wisdom of 3,000 years of Western medicine was like, yo, dude, you suck. <laughs> so that's something interesting. Um, you guys ever worry? I when I'm is that the end of my? What is it? Is that the end of my? Oh. Oh, here's one. No, but recently I've not been suicidal, but what is it when you want to attempt suicide and then survive for the attention? I'm whatever that is. Okay, well, that's the end of those uh, mental health jokes. So it's going to get much more mundane. So we good? You guys ever, when I'm at the gym, I'm always worried people are judging me because I am judging the fuck out of everyone there. Oh, thought that was. Do, do you guys not do that? Is that a me thing? No. No, right? Because everyone's weird. Like, I see your made-up exercises. That's not, okay. I thought that would be good. Um, what else? No, I'm not going to do that joke. Oh, you know what I saw? I recently, I actually, my mom died when I was really young. Uh, she, I was like three, and so I, I didn't really remember what she looks like. And I recently saw a picture of her for like the first time in a really long time. And I was like, damn, I'm really hot for what I was given to work with. Because uh -huh. she looked like a goblin. Uh -huh. Just a big old uggo. Uh, but I, you know, I'm a solid, solid hottie. Okay, I'm done. Uh -huh. You get to stay up there. Stay up there. No, no, no. It's okay. We have time. Uh, so, we definitely have time. So first of all, uh, what you were, the technical term is suicidal ideation. Ugh. And it's pronounced weird. It's not idealization, but it's suicidal ideation. And it's thinking about suicide because you want to have it turn out in this sort of idealized way that you... I feel like you can call back to narcissism a bunch of times at the end with all of those jokes where you're like, I'm better looking and my mom's a troll. <laughs> that I'm a narcissist. I feel like you can call back to narcissism a lot. And I applaud you for doing more personal stuff. Um, you always, you said you always ate at Denny's and I don't get it cause it's good. Cause it makes you feel full. I don't understand why the Denny's line is, I don't understand what Denny's is to you. I need like a qualifier there. Well, is it because it's two, three or $4 and you well, can eat or I guess the idea is that it's like a mediocre restaurant. Yeah. And so when you eat there, you feel like, like very, just very fine. You know, you know, you know what I you go to Denny's, it's just like, Oh, okay. And then you leave. So it, but oh, right. So I didn't understand how that had to do with happiness. Cause I was like, and then you said cocaine buys. And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, maybe when you buy the cocaine, you do it in the bathroom at Denny's. Maybe that's why Denny's can be fun. I was just confused. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, oh, okay. but then also the skateboarder joke was great about, All right. that was very funny. 
Yeah. I was gonna say. Um, oh, I have a couple. I have a couple notes. Uh, one. <laughs> have you? You know how some people will have like a catchphrase. I oh, think yeah. you should just like <laughs> once, probably every two or three minutes in your set. Well, if you're doing an hour, like once every two or three minutes, uh, you just say, "I'm a narcissist," <laughs> just like that. I feel like all my jokes think... essentially say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like, that's the theme of my go. personality. Yeah, but the um, but the uh, the reason the gym joke didn't work is it had the same structure as the bullying joke and so there wasn't ah. a misdirect there um i fucking love the bipolar joke that first one was so goddamn good did you just write that or have you been working i wrote that on monday that shit's i got my diagnosis on monday there we go but no that shit's it's fucking hilarious but um like on a serious note though like um don't do a serious note in front of everyone well no it's it's like it's fine. We've you weren't here earlier. We had some okay. serious notes. Um, but you don't. You honestly don't need any one joke to be deeply unlikable. Okay? Oh, that's like, so sweet. Yeah. that is. Oh, uh, it's you oh, just you oh, have it. You were gonna say something about like oh. It was, okay, that <laughs> no, it's not so serious. But it was like, great. It's no, not. It's fun. chill, dog. Okay. I just want to say, Arjun, like, I've seen you do comedy for a long time, but I just want to let you know, I actually really enjoy your stage presence now. Oh. Oh, now. Hell yeah. Ah! Hey, I, who says you practice? Used to be you worked your way like, yeah. fucking into it, man. You used to be nervousy and kind of shit, and then you look yeah. so much more relaxed. Like, you don't give two fucks about what any of these dickheads have to say to you, and what about that you? That is not accurate. I all <laughs> it's what I value all of your opinions No, no, deeply. no, no. It's oh. what you, I'm saying is what you look like it's not what you might feel like okay. but you certainly have the uh, the swagger for for uh, like a for professional a much comedian more attractive Indian. and i think no, it's really, really, good. really good looking really good looking i know he hates everything i have to say but i just want you to know that i think it's pretty i think you look very cool like after all these fucking like i've seen you for like three fucking years man yeah, like you look great. cool now man oh. yeah <laughs> like it like it's awesome so i just want to let you know man like that's it Fuck off, laugher. <laughs> I'm very new to comedy, and uh, oh. this is my third day. And I really respect the way you express yourself and be brave and like. Ha <laughs> ha, brave. Uh, That's right. Does it say like? Doesn't need to be funny if I'm brave. Here we go. <laughs> every every joke has the part of the truth. Me, like, uh, I, I'm i religious, I'm a Muslim, and I find it, like, really brave to express those, like, you know, mentals, my issues, mm -hmm. and just reveal myself, open myself, be more open. I really respect that, man. Like, you're awesome. I just, I just respect oh, okay. that, man. Thank well, you. thanks. That actually means a lot. Thanks. Yay! Clap your hands together. Respect him with your clapter. Everybody, Arjun, Banerjee. Oh, wait, it's Cassandra. Wait, Cass has something to say. I'm sorry, Cass has something to say. I just had one more, one more comment. The awkward silence when you're talking about judging people at the, the gym, I kind of actually liked it, and it would kind of be good if you like then judged people in the audience. Mm, yeah. Asshole. Okay. Yeah. You are an asshole. Yeah, you have a flat butt. Your left boob is bigger than your right. Everybody, Arjun Banerjee! I would love it if someone was like, your left boob is bigger than your right. Like, that is the weirdest <laughs> neg I think you could ever hear. Uh, your last comedian of the night, he didn't sign up, but he's the guy who was just talking who's super new. I don't know his name, but we know he's a Muslim. Clap your hands wildly for this guy. Hi, um, my name is Ali, and I'm from Kazakhstan. Thank you so much. This is my third day. I actually decided that uh, being a comedian is my dream. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all started when I decided to go back to religion and change myself, change my bad habits, and instead gaining good habits. It was, it was very, you know, it was very, very hard. Um, I came to school, and my teacher says, Ali, there's something changed in you. And I said, I quit smoking. She says, no, there is something more. I said, I quit eating chocolate. And she says, no, there is something more deep inside you changed. And I said, I got back to being religious. I'm a Muslim. And she says, why? Why? You were so much fun before. Like, I, I, I loved you being yourself, but now you have these frames kind of thing. You're trying to look like a prophet. You're like kind of trying to be this pure, innocent thing. You were pure. I like the way you were. You know, I have a Meisner teacher in Academy of Art University. I'm about to graduate my MFA program. Thank you. And um, last, last year, my Meisner teacher told me, when you come to God, God won't tell you. You know, why weren't you Moses? He never tells that. He will tell you, why weren't you Ali? <laughs> and, you know, um, I had this like seven posts for the last 18 hours. So the, the, the previews of the fourth post was something like that. I came back to the face, faith and I started to change myself. And I found out my true self in comedy. Right. And uh, I just want to say, um, you know, like how it feels like when you start to change and you're walking on the street. It feels like the whole city changed, <laughs> right? Feels like your worldview matches with everyone's worldview. Whenever you smile, everyone's smiling. Whenever you're happy, feels like everyone is ready to shake your hand about the thing someone said about the secret, right? Well, there's a lot of opinions, but mine, mine, my opinion is that, okay, this microphone going down, 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 okay, I'm going up, all right. All right, so, um, the secret is, we might think that at the end, we will face ourselves in the mirror, but I would say, we would face the things we've done. I mean, don't we? <laughs> uh, I feel like I don't know answer, you know? Someone said like, I know that I don't know anything. So I would say just keep up in the comedy and love yourself. Um, don't, don't read books, no, it's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't read books. And I love conversations, I love comedy. Guys, keep up. You, you are great, just know that. And you know, sometimes you can take the water in the glass, say five good words, drink it. Just believe it, the good things happen after you say it's good, thank you. Yay, Ali! Good things happen when you say they do, yay! Thank you for your money, yay! Thank you. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give you comments. Hey, I think it's really interesting that your very first joke, you have a great structure. You went one, two, three, and the punchline was that you're a Muslim. I thought you were totally on the right track because people right now, it's so pregnant in everything that like, Muslims, that's weird and crazy. But like you're, no, seriously. Also, I think that it's really neat that you're getting an MFA in religion. Religion is an art. That's funny to me. It's not a science. It's in acting. Oh, in acting. I'm sorry. I thought you were getting an MFA in religion and 
I was going to be like, <laughs> religion is an art. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then you said something about Muslim worldview, but then you didn't, I feel like you're only in it for three days, but where I would focus your writing time is like what being a Muslim is like in what's happening right now, because this is a perspective that none of us have really heard. And I don't hear this on stage. So it's unique as uh, somewhere to go with comedy because we don't, and you started it. You did a, you did a, you did one, two, and then your punchline on your first joke was I'm Muslim. So you're setting yourself up for it. And I just think it's a really interesting and unique new situation of premises that none of us know about because I don't think any of us are Muslim. Anybody? Everyone seems to be atheist around here. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, so yeah, it's a great place to start writing. Uh, other other comments for Ali, our new friend? Three days into comedy. whoop to doo He's loud. He's doing microphone stuff. That's super fucking fun and I hope you do it more. I hope I see you next week. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so... You're getting an MFA in acting? Where are you getting your MFA in acting from? Academy of Art University. Oh, wow. So what was the last play you were in? Almost Maine last year. What, what, what was it called? Uh, Almost Maine. Almost Maine is the name of a play. I didn't yeah. even, I've never heard of it. Was it like a Harold Pinter? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Everything seems to be Pinter. India Inc. or whatever he does. Cool. Um, can I say hi to my teacher? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. Okay. And promote any shows that are happening right now. Okay. At Academy of Art, whatever you want, dude. Yeah, uh, we just have. Um, so at the end of this semester, we have this musical code uh, called um, Lousy Chaperone, and my friend E Ran from China is going to perform. He's really funny. Uh, he's gay, and um, I don't find any obstacles because I would say he's the one of the person who understands me more and we respect each other so sincere kind um, I want to say hi to my teacher Peter Gray Lewis he's amazing the best Meisner teacher and oh my to my oh my god yeah and to my teacher uh, Lena Hart for Alexander Techniques I just love Academy of Art it's the best university in my point of view but let's be real it's my point of view thank you yeah <laughs> Uh, Angela, oh, Angela, Angela Weaver. Yay! Hey, everybody, uh, before we're all done, does anybody want to say shows that they're in upcoming again? We have five minutes left in the podcast. If you'd like to get up on stage and talk about any upcoming shows you have, we can just run through it. Um, again, listen to Cassandra Inglesby on Sunday, FCC Radio from noon to two with Luke Sawyer. Sorry. What's his name? Sir. Sour. Roof Sour. Yeah, sweet. And um, go see Angel um, at, on the 13th at uh, Milk Bar and then at Cobbs on the 22nd. We've got Casey Fields. He's going to say some stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm just playing. Um no, it's cool because it's like my second book show ever, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna be playing at uh, Simple Pleasures Cafe on Tuesday, April third. Sweet, it starts Simple at eight thirty. Come on down, it'll be fun. Eight thirty, free show? I'm not sure. They never sure. actually told me. All right, well, cool. Simple Pleasures, go see Casey. Yeah, thank you. Anyone else? Uh, listen to Flat Black Plastic every Saturday from noon to two. It's my favorite show on the station. All he plays is vinyl. Every week is amazing. Go into his index because every single one of them is unique and insane and incredible so if you want to have your mind blown and just listen to the badass shit it's super they're children to him every week flat black plastic here look in the index at mutinyradio.fm anything else from anybody 
Are we all good? Hey, thanks, uh, thanks to Jonathan for being over here making the new night playlist, and to everybody who came tonight. Uh, hey, everybody, go do your jokes somewhere else. Yay! <laughs> Why do you insist on living the life ring out of me? Yes, I know you're the person, the person that took time with me. Just give you the right to expect your life from all Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me Simply download the podcast post show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling reels. So then all you gotta do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. 
online because our website is down so the only people the only reason we're doing the show is for these two real people right here this non-comedian and this person who saw it on the facebook i can't believe that shit actually works i was told facebook is dead and clearly it's wide awake i am feeling not woke today i no i i have to tell you guys i hung out with a five-year-old and two eight-year-olds today for seven hours and that was way more enjoyable than the last open mic like it was there were 20 people over 21 and i prefer hanging out with an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and i wasn't even high today okay thank you two for thank you two real people we're doing this for you i was gonna cancel the show i was like fuck this comedy bullshit i am out of here i am done performing to comedians who don't want to listen anyway and they just like yeah, yeah i'm gonna think about my jokes until the thing happens um tonight's a little bit different because it's a hell hat and that means that it's uh so this this silly game derived from there's only one time in my entire life of school going to Christian school that I ever felt smart and better than other people. All the rest of the time I felt like I'd never be good enough. Jesus was better. All the girls were skinnier, prettier, or had way, way more money and better clothes. And I'd never be I never got called on. I never felt good except once in sixth grade. Mr. Middleton did this thing called impromptu speeches and he put things in a hat and people had to go up to the front of the room and they had to talk for 60 seconds and every single goddamn motherfucker in that class was terrified terrified and i was like only a minute okay i was in sixth grade i had a good time i was good at it i'm telling you i finished the minute and and they were like everyone else was like they'd speak for 15 seconds and they'd be like um 
And I'm like yelling from the back, it says cats. You've never had a cat? Like what's wrong with you? A kitten, a cat, an old cat, your cat died? Anything, it doesn't even have to be funny. It's impromptu speeches. You just have to make your mouth move for a minute and no one could do it. And I was like, this is my skill, this is real. Okay, so this is the hell hat and this is a dead animal. It's been dead for many years, so don't feel bad. It's um, long time and it's filled with all kinds of hellish, terribly weird things on pieces of paper. I'll do it first so that you're not scared. And then, so, and the way it works too is you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can like go like this. You can be like, ah, fuck. Well, this one says audience prize. Woo! No, that's real. Um, hey, David, will you grab in the bag in the corner? There's a bag of lighters. Will you grab one? It's the audience prize. <laughs> No, they're mutiny radio lighters. I was prepared for this. Usually I remember to bring the weed treats, but I, I forgot today because I was hanging out with children. And they go, they, you know what? That's the thing. Children love to go in your bag. Like they think, they think your bag is their bag. They're like, oh, you have a bag? What's in your bag? What's in my bag? I'm like, ah! And they try to put things in your bag. I have a sweatshirt. And they just, he just opens my bag to put it in the bag. If I would have had my boxes of chocolates, I made these caramel. I'll get them to you guys later. But I made um, coconut cream filled dark chocolate dipped. And and they had weed in them. <laughs> I felt really good about it. I was like, I'm good at this too. I'm good at weed food. So I'll get, I'll get you guys all back. I promise. No, no, no. Audience prize. One audience prize. So just sort of, um, one of these, both of the two, the two real audience. Give one to each of them. The, the two ladies in the room. Ladies, yay! It's audience prize. So there's audience prizes in there. Okay, your worst, your worst joke. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. That's, that's my worst joke. <laughs> the other, the alternate ending to that is, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! Uh, are you happy with your body? Um, yeah, like, Externally, yes. Internally, no. I have this kidney issue because I drank Diet Coke in my 20s. Anybody else drink Diet Coke every six, six Diet Cokes a day for their entire 20s? No? Just me? Cool. All right. That's why I have kidney issues. <laughs> it's, it's Diet Coke. I want to like sue them and be like, you didn't tell me. It wasn't safe to drink instead of water. Like it's like the McDonald's thing, right? Oh, the coffee's hot. I'm burned. I get lots of money. Same thing. Audience prize. I don't, I don't know what to give them. Uh, do you guys like weed? I just, I just, I just got some weed. I can give someone a nug of weed. Are you, the audience, the audience, the audience people are fine. Okay. Oh no. See, I'm not, see, here's, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to put that in for one of you. Cause I don't want to get, I don't want to get that. I don't want to get that. Coffee or beer. That's a dumb question. Obviously beer. I don't believe in spending $4 for anything unless it has alcohol in it. These idiots now walking down. I'm going to four barrel. Let's get a coffee that's hand dripped with the thing. And it came out of the monkey's butt and then you'd ground it in the thing. And then we get $4 for the coffee. Not unless it has alcohol in it. You weirdos. Spending money willy-nilly, crazy kids. Are you coming to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> Clearly, I pandered. I wasn't supposed to get this one. I was supposed to leave this in for someone else. I'll put it back in the hat so we can remind everybody later. Uh, here's one. 
your worst tattoo. Uh, I have a lot of tattoos, and some would say that the PBR tattoo I got when I was blackout drunk on my 33rd birthday might have been the one that would be the worst. But I say nay. Uh, I also have, I know, right? Well, no, it's, right? But it's my, it's my second neck tattoo. I got a neck tattoo when I was 20, and it's, it's funny because I, I was teaching in school, and um, some of the kids in my class were like, oh, Benjamin, spot not cry later essay. And that's when I learned that I accidentally got a gang sign tattooed on my neck in the 90s. Fucking Norteño shit, yo. I got to smile now, cry later. I got this when I was 20 because I love theater. Like I was a theater student. I got my BA in theater from UC San Diego. And I go to the, I go to the thing and I'm like, oh, drama masks. I want them on my neck because I can cover it with my hair and my mom will never know. But little did I know that neck tattoos are sort of a gang thing. Like that's... <laughs> And then I actually got a gang tattoo. That could be the worst one. I love that one, though. This one, this is another accidental tattoo. I, I have a semicolon because I've written a bunch of novels, and they are pregnant with semicolons. I love the idea of slamming two ideas together that are sort of the same but disparate. And then I learned, and I got it on my wrist because I was like, I'm a writer, and I can look at it. So I learned later that people who try to commit suicide get this later. Like their life was semicolon. I'm like, I have an accidental suicide tattoo. I think everybody. It's like I'm a gang. I'm a Mexican gang member suicide. Oh, and I have a Jesus tattoo. I have a cross with a heart and a fish in it. My very first tattoo because I wanted to get something that would be with me forever. <laughs> I used to be very zealotrously Christian. Uh, so my tattoos are a map. They're all the worst. Like every single one of them is terrible. Okay, last. Um, no, I still have time. So what's your next? Um, I'm gonna get my dead cat uh, tattooed on my arm, uh, like a, a like a really cool like black. He was a gray cat with the green eyes. It'll be it'll be like very lifelike. But I can't get it yet because I would cry too much when I see it. Like I'm starting to get misty now because I'm thinking about the cat. I'm sorry, I love that cat. I really. Your favorite serial killer. That would absolutely be John Wayne Gacy. Clown outfits? Hell yeah. Make it fun, baby. If you're going to bite a dick off, like fucking be wearing a clown nose. Wow, wow. See, you're allowed to do this. You can just go through the hat and be like, whatever, I'm not going to take that one. I was the same one I had from before about coming to the Mutiny Radio. Con. Another audience prize. I'm not. I'm just picking weird things. Okay. Oh God! All the audience prizes are coming out at once. There's a different one. Ah! Okay. Um, this is fair. Your favorite musical? Does anybody else like musical theater? Are there some? Are there some tapped? Were you a child tap dancer? Were you in some? Or no? You just like it. But you never like. But you can pot a beret like a motherfucker, right? Pot a beret. Oh, that's musical theater is all pot of berets, isn't it? It's it's just it's and jazz hands. Whoa! Uh, my favorite musical. Oh God, I have so many. It's difficult. My favorite musical that I was in was a chorus line, and don't worry, it was just community theater. <laughs> but I was Larry the dance captain, and they tried to change my name because Larry's usually a guy in the thing, and they were like, we're gonna change your name to Laura. I'm like, fuck you, no you're not. I'm Larry the dance captain. And I dressed like a militant ballerina, and the best part of this musical was that the whole first number, we just like walk back and forth in the front of the stage and watch all the dancers as they're facing the audience as if we, and I was 23 years old, and I had the best ass. And I had this butt shelf, and I just 
just walked back and forth and for 20 minutes everyone so with the VHS tape which is gone now sadly I got to like watch my amazing ass just walk back and forth and I was like this is this is an artifact I need to keep forever and now it's now it's gone I can only remember I mean it was like you could it was I couldn't believe I was watching it like that's my ass it was like that (laughs) I don't I don't remember what but that's so that's why um Dance 10 looks three is my favorite. No, and and they also that was the musical where I wanted to sing more and the director was like, "Oh Pam, you're Larry the dance captain because you can't sing." <laughs> They're like, "You can dance, girl, but you cannot sing." And then I said out of spite, I'm going to win the karaoke thing and then I did and I went down the street and I was with all the musical theater people and we were all singing karaoke together and guess who won? Guess who won the contest? Me. And then I went to Sacramento and I won another contest. Yay! And then I went to the state karaoke finals in 1997. You know why? Because don't ever tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yeah, my best, thank you. My best decisions have all been made out of spite. That's pretty much like my life's mantra. Tell me I, good. Okay, so that's how the hell hat works. Yay! Um, it, it, we're in, we're sort of in a family situation right now, so I don't know who's going to go up next. So while I sing the song and other people design, got everyone make eyes at each other who's in the show and decide who's, can you guys do that? There's four, there's four guys on the bill tonight who are like physically booked. Other people can come up too, no problem, but we're going to have the four guys who were physically booked first go up. That's, it's Dan, well, it's, so it's Dan Frank, Matthew Quirk, Luke Newman, and Chris Holstein. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You guys make eyes at each other while we sing the song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> <coughs> it's good weed capital, thank you. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! It looks like Dan and Chris are going to have to Rosham for it. Unless you want, you're feeling the want, you want the desire to do it, then yeah, we go for it. Rochambeau. You don't know what that is? Well, rock, paper, scissors, or, um, oh, because we, that, I mean, it's its own. I'll put that in next time for the thing like Rochambeau or rock, paper, scissors. Uh, do you, uh, you want, but you're feeling a burning need in your loins to go up. Yes? Yes! Everybody's all the way from Albany, New York, and he flew all the way out here to San Francisco for who knows why. We're going to find out. Uh, Put your hands together. He's very funny. Dan Frank! Hey, everybody. I'm Rochambeau. That's my street name now here in the mission. Um, I did something I'm pretty proud of this past week. Uh, I finally came out of the closet to my parents. Thank you. I told them I do comedy. They didn't take it well. It's a lot of you probably experienced in your lives. Like, it said the usual things like, are you sure you're not just like confused? Like maybe like give law another try, Dan. But I was like, I can't change who I am. And also I'm gay. I just slipped that in. (laughs) Now when I told uh, my grandma that I was gay, she had 
the same reaction when I told her I do comedy. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> Just don't involve me. I was like, got it. Don't write jokes about grandma or invite her to sex parties. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. What's this thing? I'm going to take a thing that was already done. <laughs> audience prize. <laughs> you know, the thing about audience prizes. No. <laughs> Your worst tattoo. I have one tattoo. It's right up here on my shoulder, and that would be a bitch to show you right now. <laughs> For those of you on the radio, I'm wearing three layers and a Team Jesus t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't know who I had to blow. <laughs> Jesus, but that's who I got this shirt from. Someone had a, I wore this to a show and someone asked me what church I go to. And I was like, a Walmart? <laughs> I feel like a church that gives out these shirts. I feel like the people can't read. <laughs> Jesus. He'll lead us to victory. <laughs> All right, back to real material. <laughs> anyway, I was uh, I went on a terrible date recently. Has anyone ever done that? So this is really relatable. Okay. <laughs> Y'all feel for this. Uh, it was at this place called Suko Thai in Albany. Uh, if you ever go to Albany, New York, go to this place. Re actually, I shouldn't say I hear the best Asian food ever is here. But comparatively, go to Suko Thai. Just never with this guy. He was terrible company. Um, I nearly said his name <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> John would have hated that. Um, <laughs> I'll call him Steve. So I went on a date with this guy, Steve. Um, I order a beer and he's like, wait, you're having a drink? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but why? And I'm like, cause you're yelling. <laughs> and then when I finally get the drink, he puts his hand on my hand and he goes, you know that you don't need a drink to be fun, right? And I was like, listen, Nancy Reagan, I know I'm fun. I'm drinking to make you more fun right now. First date, and he said that to me. And then I slept with him. I... That was very relatable, I could see. <laughs> no one else in here hates themselves. That's... No, it was just one. Then I started ripping sake bombs at no. <laughs> no, no. Who is the best you at your core? It's really sad I have to think about that. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Thinking about all the Indian people that were born into a caste system that where their life was sort of fucked from the get-go, and yet mm -hmm. they had to stay alive and so 
Oh, and you don't want to steal from, I was just, I'm thinking about karma. So you believe, you believe in karma? To an extent. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's always what goes around comes around or else we would see mass murder. Like toner legs and butts. Murdered. And with all the hills you have to do around here. Really, I give it to all of you. be like this guy that's really hard because you know they might be heavy with the symbols or they have their own things and quirks and ticks and then to try to you know f say like it be like this that's got to be that's got to be tough and drummers always spontaneously combust that's also difficult yeah no <laughs> that's i mean he did your drummer got he just <laughs> went to Columbia Records. Real money. Is that is that something you're looking for in the future? Like to make let to be an artist full time? Is that like is that like the goal? Or you know what is uh I uh, I'm really passionate about our community here, and there's definitely there's so many artists, there's so many you know poets and. <laughs> Is going on about like the homosexuals have got your kids. I gotta teach them their ways and their songs. And then drag queens heard that and they were like, that's a great idea. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better?